0: Well, praise the Lord, folks. This is Brother J.T. Brand coming at you with God's whole Word. Amen. And I'm going as I always do, I'm going to start with prayer, and then we're just going to get right on up into the Word. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and your kindness, and may we look to your Word and be fed. And uh, open our ears and our hearts, our spiritual ears, our spiritual eyes Our heart, God, that we may understand and know what all that you desire for us uh, to do And what you desire for us to be uh, That the world may see your glory and your mercy and your goodness In Jesus' name, amen Alright, so today we're going to talk about bearing good fruit And... uh, we've only got a few more days before thanksgiving and uh we just uh, we're going to talk about bearing some good fruit and uh so you know a lot of times and i've said this before i've said it for the last probably couple podcasts is that uh, when people get together on the holidays somehow things just kind of sometimes get turned around and now some folks might say well you know, you sure do talk a lot about all that. Maybe your, your family's all twisted up and turned up. Well, actually, uh, I, it's, it's uh, from those things that I have heard from other people how difficult sometimes things can get during the holidays. But for God's people, amen, and for those that are maybe looking in and listening about what it is that uh, God's people listen to, We're going to talk about bearing good fruit today, amen. So we're going to go to the book of Galatians, chapter 5, and we want to read in verse 22 and 23. And it says, but the fruit of the Spirit, now that's a capital S, so that's talking about the Spirit of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. God's fruit is to be grown on his vines, and his vines are those that belong to him. Those of us that say we follow the Lord, we are uh, uh, those that uh, grow. We're a part of the vineyard of the Lord. Now let's look at verse 24 and it says And they that are Christ Have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust And uh, those that belong to the Lord Jesus Christ We are to have crucified the flesh And all of the affections and the lust that go with that Now if you want to know what that's talking about We can back up a few verses in the same chapter Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21, these are those things that it's talking about that we've crucified the flesh, the works of the flesh, those things that we would do if we are not walking in the spirit of God. And so those things are these. Verse 19 and 20 says, now the works of the flesh are manifest. In other words, they're seen. They can be seen out in the open, which are these. And the first one is adultery and then fornication uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And so it says we've, we've crucified those things. Those uh, uh, things are crucified, meaning the word means to extinguish our passions or the passions of the flesh. We've extinguished them. Now, y'all know what an extinguisher, a fire extinguisher is, you know. Uh, we, my spouse and I, we had a care home for a long time, over 11 years and uh, uh, took care of uh, children and uh, difficult children uh, uh, that would come to our homes and uh, trying to give them a home and share the love of the Lord with them and and all of that and just try to show them what it's like to just be cared for uh, by uh, somebody that's just just there never knew you never knew who you were you come to to our house sometime they would come up in the middle of the night and uh, we wanted to show them, look, there's somebody there that cares about you. But um, we had to have fire extinguishers. You know, you had to have them all through the house. And, and uh, you, you know, the big old red things. And you and one time I accidentally uh, shot one off. I, I, was, I don't know what I was doing or what I was thinking. It's quite a long time ago, but I made a big mess and had to replace that extinguisher. But anyway, nevertheless, uh, we crucify the flesh we extinguish those passions we extinguish all those things that we read about and maybe you say well i don't know what all those mean but um, we're going to get to that on another podcast we're going to talk about those works of the flesh but some of them you might be able to get some of them you might be able to to understand and uh, uh, you know the first uh, i believe one two three four uh the first four seem to uh, be dealing with our Uh, you know inappropriate sexual behavior and that kind of thing and then of course idolatry can be anything that you put in the place of God and then uh, witchcraft that involves folks we are you know we are the Christians if we we say we follow the Lord we ought not be uh, you know doing these tarot card readings and and palm readers and and, and calling those people up on the TV to say they're going to read something to you. They're going to tell you your future. We ain't got no business doing none of that. And that's all part of that witchcraft. And then hatred, everybody knows what that means. You know, the world, we're, I tell you, this world has turned upside down over these last several years. And we sure do see a lot of hatred and a lot of things going on. And uh, and then there's var- variance, emulations, wrath, stripes, seditions, heresies, envyings. Now, now some of these things uh, They they involve a lot of different phases And types of anger Some of these things literally relate to anger That comes out of jealousy That brings a person to the point of wanting to kill somebody And we see that a lot of times When people get together on holidays And, and, and there's jealousy going on And there's all kinds of things And different things that happen And But the people of God The children of the living God not be bearing these things out but they ought to be bearing the fruit of the spirit that we read just a moment ago now the thing of it is that we have to allow the people of god has got to allow the holy ghost to rule uh, first by putting these fires out uh you know that our flesh once did at one time walking in the flesh and all that We've got to allow the Holy Ghost to put those out. You know, stay full of the Holy Ghost and to walk in the Spirit of God. Amen. But if we look at verse twenty-five, it says uh, in uh, chapter five of the book of Galatians, verse twenty-five, it says, "If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit." Now, when it said, "When if we live in the Spirit," remember there is an if there. If we live in the Spirit, now that means exactly that, folks. The word "if" ain't changed its mind. I know there's a lot of things nowadays that show sure enough has changed that ought not be changing, but people have been changing them. God don't change. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, y'all, y'all, y'all gotta understand. It says here if we live in the spirit. In other words, have you been brought to life by the Holy Ghost power? You've been baptized with that Holy Ghost. Well, if you uh, live in the spirit. If you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost and you've got that Holy Ghost in you, you're not just going to automatically walk in the Spirit of God. You've got to make up your mind every day when you wake up in your uh, in the morning or in the evening or whenever it is that you wake up. And you wake up, you've got to make up your mind, I'm going to be walking in the Spirit today. You've been baptized in the Holy Ghost. God is going to expect you to make that connection and to be walking in that faith. Power that he's given you The Holy Ghost power So we've got to walk in the spirit of God But it says if we walk in the spirit If we live in the spirit We ought to walk in the spirit If you've been brought to life Then it is your responsibility It is my responsibility That we walk in the spirit And that means to bear the fruit We've got to bear these fruit To bear the fruit of love and joy and peace And long suffering and gentleness And kindness and faith and meekness And temperance. There ain't no law against that kind of thing, folks. Now, in verse 26, it tells us of the same chapter here. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another and envying one another. Now, desiring vainglory, that's just stuff that's just flat out prideful. You know, you just let pride get a hold of you and provoking one another. You just want to start fights. You can't be like that. You know, if somebody want to be provoking one another, you ought to be provoking them to good works, not provoking them, uh, you know, to fight over one thing and another. And when we get around the holidays, it seems like people, they want to provoke one another about either the the people they're voting for or maybe the team that they're rooting on for. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, I've never seen so much violence over uh, sports Uh, in all my days. It has just absolutely gone crazy. But... Uh, we cannot be provoking uh, one another to anger and then envying one another. We can't be envying one another. You know, let God give you what you got and be happy with what you got, but don't sit there and, uh, you know, allow it to bring vainglory to you and, and, and allow and pride to take over. We've got to be ones that bear the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. So we've got to repent of those things if we are allowing them to get a hold of our heart. We've got to get rid of that stuff. Amen. Now let's look at Matthew chapter seven. Matthew chapter seven is uh, recording uh, what Jesus said about false fruit, bearing uh, you know the kind of fruit we ought not to be bearing. You know there is fruit that's uh, not supposed to be born by those that call yourself a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you if you, y'all if we're gonna follow the Lord, we're gonna have to follow the Lord. You know what I mean? So now, chapter 7 and verse 15 through 20. Let's read and see what the Lord says. Now, this is Matthew who's recorded this, and the Lord picked Matthew. He he was a tax collector, and I'll tell you what, people didn't like tax collectors then, they don't like them now, a lot of time, you know. But, um, you know, God called him to come and, and to follow him and to be in ministry with him. And one of the things that I believe that, god uh, through the mouth of jesus chose matthew to be an apostle was because of the very fact that matthew was a tax collector because matthew had to keep very very detailed uh notes on all of the taxes that he took from everybody to give to the roman government and this was one of the reasons why people didn't like the tax collectors even though they may have been jews doing this they were not loved and, and uh, they literally were despised and many times really hated uh, because they were working for the Roman government and it just uh, bothered people because so many of them uh, would misuse and abuse that situation and they go around you know collecting taxes well the Roman government said okay we want you to make sure that you collect the tax that's owed and Jesus you know he teaches us to pay our taxes, you know, he said, Give unto Caesar what's Caesar's and give to God what's God's, amen. We got to pay our tithes, and, and uh, but we also need to be paying our taxes now. Uh, but you know what would happen with these tax collectors? A lot of time, what they would do is, uh, after uh, you know, the Roman government said, Okay, after you've collected the taxes, you're gonna take, uh, you can get yourself a nice little uh, whatever you want to charge uh, the people. Uh, to to pay yourself so that you can earn some kind of extra something going on on top of what the Roman government was going to pay him, and and a lot of times it was so exorbitant and so over the top that they were literally just it had become to a uh, come to a point that it had become stealing really honestly, but the Lord. You know, you say, well, why would the Lord choose people like he did? Why would he choose somebody who's tax collector that people hated and that maybe misused the situation uh, for their own gain and their own purposes and all, and their own uh, financial gain, if you will? Well, the Lord looks at each and every one of us and he looks at those things that he's given us. God has given each person gifts. Some people don't realize that, but God has got a plan for you. God has got a plan for me. God has got a plan for all of us. But we've got to make up our mind to let the Lord guide us and lead us in the plan that he has for us. And you can't have that and you can't know what that is if you don't give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Lord's got a plan for us. And he knew that Matthew, with all of the detailed uh, writing and all of the notes and, and, and everything that he had to make sure that his records were straight, uh, because if you didn't do right with the government, uh, the Roman government, they they'd take your life. And so uh, he knew that James, that uh, excuse me that Matthew uh, would be uh, you know certainly writing things in detail like they ought to be. And so here we have Matthew writing something that Jesus talked about, and he was talking about the false prophets and the false fruit that's born and all of these things. Now. Uh, Some people say, well, this is just talking about the prophets. This ain't talking about me. But I'll tell you what, if you're a child of the living God and uh, you are anytime, at any time, anywhere, that you are prophesying to somebody, talking to somebody about the Lord, telling them about the love of Jesus, talking about the Word of God, that is a type of prophesying. Now, I'm not trying to twist the Word of God up or anything like that. I know the Lord did specifically speak uh, directly to false prophets, but certainly. Uh, we uh, who are the people of the Lord, we are called to prophesy, to tell the world, to let them know about Jesus. And so let's read these verses and see what the Lord said about false fruit and false prophets. He said in verse uh, 15 through 20 in chapter 7 of book, in the book of Matthew Beware the false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? He said, do you go down there and all that big mess of thorns and thistles to pick out the grapes? No, you're supposed to be going to the vineyard that's been taken care of. Verse 17, even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. If it's a good tree, it's going to bring forth good fruit, Jesus says. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. That's what Jesus said. He said, if you're a corrupt tree, If you've got corruption going on up in your heart, you are not bringing forth anything but evil fruit. Now, verse 19 is saying, A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Amen. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. It can't happen, folks. You gotta be baptized with that Holy Ghost and let that Holy Ghost rule and reign in your life. You gotta not only be brought to life by the Spirit of God, but allow yourself to walk in the Spirit of God as God direction, legion. And how are we gonna do that, folks, if we don't get out and pray to the Lord and talk to him and get hooked up to the to the root? Hallelujah. Jesus. He's the one that we grow from. He's the root that we are connected to. Now, let's look at what it says in verse 19. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Judgment. Verse 20. Wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. By their fruits ye shall know them. And so Jesus is letting us to know there is a difference between a good tree and that which is a corrupt tree. There is good fruit and there is evil fruit. And the Lord lets us to know that if it is that it comes from a corrupt tree and bearing the works of the flesh because we've not allowed the Holy Ghost to bear the good fruit of God, that we were, read about in the book of Galatians. You know, it, uh, there's different ones that we read in chapter 5, in verses 22 and 23, and we're going to go back to there in just a little bit. But if we don't bear that good fruit, folks, the Lord said that tree going to be cut down and thrown in the fire. Now, I don't want to be thrown in the fire. I don't want to be cut down and thrown in the fire. I don't want that judgment of God to come. And certainly, it is a, uh, you know, a type of, I guess you can say, of explaining judgment and what exactly God means. Uh, You know, God is putting this to a place and a space that we can kind of understand. Look, you throw something in the fire, I'm going to tell you what. That burns up, and it burns up to a crisp, and it goes to just that powdery mess that's made after it just burns completely up. There ain't nothing you can do. You can't turn around and pull all those ashes out of there and make a stick out of it again or a branch out of it again, and you know you can't. Because it's worthless. It's of no good and value. You ain't never going to grow no fruit off, fruit off of that burnt bush. And so, now, all right. So let's go on to, uh, we, we're going to go on and uh, look at Galatians chapter 5 again. Now, I said we're going to go look at that again. I want to I look at it just for a moment, uh, one more time. And let's get a little bit more uh, detail with it. Let, let's look and see what this fruit is and and the difference between the good fruit and the evil fruit. Now, Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Now, so what would be uh, the evil of that? Love versus hate. In other words, if you ain't going to bear the fruit of love. Now, i got to tell you, you know, I've been noticing a lot And it is coming It is coming from, I see more of it coming from men, of course, than women. But I have seen some women in the news, too, doing the same thing. But it comes from men more than ever. Look, I'm going to tell you, it makes no sense why men become angry and abusive and hateful to the point they're going to kill a woman that don't want to be with them. Well, obviously, there's a reason why she don't want to be with somebody that's going to be abusive and hateful and mean. And so we've got to learn, people, and you say, well, a child of God ain't going to be like that. Well, I'll tell you what, you're not supposed to. But you know there's some folks, you know, they're a hypocrite. And, and you're not treating your your wife right. And you know you're not. And and, and people just not treating their spouses right, not doing right. And uh, God don't want us to be like that. God wants us to be loving. So love versus hate. Which one is the one that's going to be bearing the good fruit. Which one sounds like the good fruit? Y'all know what it is. It's love. And 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 you know. And then there's another thing about this. You got some Christians say, well, you know, I believe that that you know sometimes love, uh, you know, it, it's 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 not always going to be what everybody thinks it's going to be. Well, that may be true in one sense of the word, uh, you know, but it depends on how you put that and what you really mean by that. You know, because some people, they will say, well, I've got to have tough love. Well, some people use that as an excuse. They use that as an excuse not to really bear the fruit of love. Now, sometimes I do know that there are people that have got to uh, express tough love. And what people uh, should mean by that is when somebody has just literally... uh, came to the point in their life that they are so destructive to the family and the family has to say look you you're gonna have to back up you're gonna to have to step back and and until you start treating us right you, you know you're gonna have to step back and i'm not talking about none of this toxic stuff we've been we've been talking about that uh you know too where people are twisting things up and and saying that uh, you know some things are toxic that are not really toxic they're labeling People is toxic that are just simply trying to say look you, you got to get your act straightened out You got to got to straighten yourself out You got to get some things uh, straightened out in your life because your your life is bleeding over to everybody else and affecting everybody else around you Well, I'm not talking about that Sometimes We do have to have tough love and say look I need you uh, to give everybody you know around here some space because you are not acting right You're not acting the way you're supposed to but if if we are a child of the living God, we cannot use that as an excuse to show true love to people. So the other thing would be joy. What what is the, what verse is that? What's the opposite of that? Would be unhappy. That you just, you know, you go and you, you're over here at your Thanksgiving celebration and all you want to do is mumble and complain about all the unhappy things in your life. You know, uh, there's a time and a place for everything and people discuss the thing, but, but people don't want to hear all about your unhappy Uh, uh, Troubles and problems and struggles and everything uh, You know constantly coming out of your mouth And uh, so the fruit of the spirit is joy You know people would rather be around somebody that is joyful Now that don't mean that if somebody got some struggles and difficulties That they couldn't uh, maybe uh, share with a friend The difficulties that they're having But I'm talking about people that just You just live in an unhappy uh, frame of mind and, and the Lord said the fruit of the Spirit is joy, not unhappiness. The other thing is peace. Now, most of us understand peace. It's a peaceful life, a peaceful existence. And we have been talking about for the last two podcasts, I believe it might have been three, been talking about living a peaceful life, which is what Christians are called to do. But what's the opposite? What would be, uh, what verses that would be turmoil or fighting? So, you know, let's not get up in our holidays and, and just, uh, we, we get in there and the minute we get in there, there's, you can feel this rumble around people and, and there's just this uh, building and this crescendo that keeps moving up. And you know what usually happens is because people start drinking. You know what I mean? They start drinking and, 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 and sucking up the suds. And next thing you know, uh, all their inhibitions have gone out the window. And they just start talking and saying all kinds of stuff. So we've, we've got to learn to be uh, showing the fruit of peace, not fighting in turmoil. And then the other is long-suffering. Now, what would be what versus that? Uh, you you just one of those on a short fuse. Now, the Bible, when it says long-suffering and to bear that fruit, it means exactly that. It means to suffer long. That's what it means. And so sometimes, you know, uh, I understand there's some people that you really got to keep a distance from. But, you know, some people are just, you know, maybe a little irritating in the family. But, uh, you know, you don't want to just cut people off just because it might be a little little irritating, bothersome. You know, sometimes we just got to bear the fruit of long-suffering. But you don't want to be in a short fuse with people either because that is the opposite of bearing the fruit. So let's not be on a short fuse with people, folks. This holiday, let's show them the fruit of the spirit of long-suffering. And then the other fruit is uh, meekness. Uh, meekness, or excuse me, not meekness. The next fruit is gentleness. I'm sorry. Uh, looked uh, in another direction on my notes here. Gentleness. So the opposite of that, or whatever it would be versus that, would be roughness. You know, you, you uh, are supposed to and I are supposed to bear the fruit of gentleness. We're supposed to bear the fruit of gentleness which comes from the Holy Ghost and yet... So many people that I find that say that they're baptized with the Holy Ghost, they say that they're Christians, but they have a rough exterior about them. They have a roughness in the way they talk to people and the way that they, uh, you know, just have conversations, just uh, their demeanor and the way they are. They just have kind of uh, carry themselves off as kind of a rough person. And, and it may have been that that's the way it was before the Lord got a, a hold of you. But if the Lord has actually gotten a hold of you and you've been baptized with the Holy Ghost, God wants you not just to live in the Spirit, but to begin to walk in the Spirit and bear the fruit and allow the spirit of gentleness to take over. Amen. And, and then the next fruit is goodness. Now, goodness, the opposite of that would be, uh, uh, the word goodness means to be beneficial. It means to be a benefit to others around you. So the opposite of that would be of no benefit to those around you in your actions and your behavior. Your actions and your behavior are not beneficial to those around you. And so let us bear the fruit of goodness this holiday. Amen. And then the other fruit that we are looking at is faith. And that, and what, what versus that, my friend, is unfaithfulness. Do you know how many times that... Uh, people have been known that over the holidays one thing leads to another and people start drinking and carrying on and unfaithfulness in relationships go on during those times it ought not be with the children of the living God we ought to show the fruit of faith amen it ought not be that we are an unfaithful people not only in our relationships but unfaithful to the living God that we serve amen and then the next fruit is meekness now meekness means to be humble So what would versus that would be pride. And so we want to show uh, the spirit of meekness or to show that spirit of humbleness rather than pride. So let's take pride and throw it out the window, folks. Amen. And then the next fruit is temperance. Now, the opposite of that is just real simple to understand. Losing your temper. And you know uh, the holidays, it can get really tight and it can get really... Uh, you know where where tempers are getting kind of uh, tested a little bit because you know maybe we spend half the night up cooking some uh, you know and I tell you uh, I know there's a lot of men that have finally got up in the kitchen and they're cooking and all but you know if, if your wife wants you to help by peeling some potatoes or 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 taking out the trash and you know do something to help lighten the load and maybe maybe it is the husband is in there cooking. You know, I've heard a lot of men that uh, you know they take over the kitchen and they're doing a lot of cooking and maybe the wife just don't cook. Well, let's uh, let's reverse that and and maybe the wife, you know, she can get in there and help do some of those things that maybe not involved necessarily cooking but things that would help with the preparation and all. But however that be, uh let's know that You know over the holidays a lot of times people they're losing sleep because they're busy trying to get things done and all that So that certainly makes us be a little bit more on edge But we as the people of god we've got to bear the fruit of the spirit Now i'm going to tell you something you can't bear the fruit of the spirit without the spirit You got to be baptized with that holy ghost and fire But god wants us to have temperance the fruit of temperance and not be losing our temper And now before we close I would like to uh, finish this up by going to the book of isaiah and looking at chapter 5 in the book of Isaiah And uh, let's see what is said about the fruit here Now let's look at verses 1 through 6 It says, Now I will sing of uh, to my beloved a song of my beloved touching his vineyard So Isaiah is beginning to speak uh, the words of the Lord speaking of the vineyard Which uh, we know through this passage that it was Israel, it was God's people And they were the vineyard of the Lord. And he said, I'm going to sing a well-beloved song uh, to my beloved, a song to my uh, beloved touching his vineyard. And well-beloved, have a vineyard in a very fruitful hill. God had a place that had very um, good dirt. The soil was wonderful. It was a great place uh, to grow that uh, fruit and to grow that vine and have a beautiful vineyard. In verse 2, it says, and he fenced it in. And gathered out the stones thereof. God cleaned it out, and and uh, he fenced it in for protection. He said he planted of uh, the with the choicest vines, the choicest vine, which was the men of Judah, is what the Word of God tells us later on in this chapter. So the choicest vine was planted, and he said, I built. A tower in the midst of it. God has put a watchman in that tower to watch over, to make sure that the enemy is not going to come up in and 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 literally seed it up with all kinds of weeds and everything. And uh, God also says in the word, it says, and also made a wine press therein, and He looked that it should bring forth grapes, and it brought forth wild grapes. And so God put a wine press. Now that is reflective of that now I don't want people misunderstanding this ain't meaning that God was trying to build a vineyard to everybody to go get drunk on the holidays or any other time but what this is talking about is the blessings of God that God had planted a vineyard God had put the people of God there and he put uh, a fence around them to protect them and and do all these wonderful things and to watch over them. that's why he's had that tower in the midst built that tower in the midst of it and watching over them. that would be what you know, a lot of people nowadays out in the country, you know, we got things we planted and we put a scarecrow out there trying to, you know, scare the crows. Well, he said, I get all this. And he said, what happened is, even with all the good soil and with everything that I did and all the protection I gave you and watching over you, and yet, what did you give me? You gave me sour grapes. You didn't give me sweet grapes. You gave me sour grapes. You gave me something that I did not want. I did not want wild grapes and see the lord wants us to bear the fruit but see just as we talked about how the uh you know love versus hate and so on and all these different things what fruit are we going to bear the holy ghost has given us direction in the word jesus has talked to us about how there are those that you will know them by their fruit they're either going to have good fruit or they're going to have bad fruit and, and the Lord is telling Israel, He said, look, I did everything that I could to bring forth the fruit which would have been born from the Holy Ghost, would have given them that Holy Ghost power, which He did on the day of Pentecost. He started out uh, with the children of Israel and started out with the people of God there. But then later on, thank God, He opened up the door for the Gentiles too. Now let's listen to verse 3 and 4. As we wrap this up it says And now O inhabitants of Jerusalem And men of Judah judge I pray betwixt me and my vineyard Verse 4 What could I have done more to my vineyard That I have not done in it Wherefore when I looked That it should bring forth grapes Brought it wild grapes Brought forth it wild grapes God is saying look he was saying to them, I can not do any more than what I did for you to make sure that you bear good fruit. Well, the same thing for the church of the living God, folks. What more could God do than to baptize us with the Holy Ghost and fire and give him his word, give us his word in order to know how to walk with him and how to serve him and what that fruit is going to look like? What more could God give? And then he's opened up the way for us to be able to pray to him through Jesus Christ. You know, you can't get to the Father, but through Jesus. But the Lord made a way. And so now we have all of this supplied to us in the church. Tell me now, what's the church going to do? Are we going to bear good fruit? Are we going to be like Israel and we didn't do that and we ended up giving out sour grapes? Is the church going to give out sour grapes this holiday season? Or are you going to bear good fruit? God wants us to bear the sweet fruit of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah! And so let us not bear uh, the works of the flesh, but let us bear the fruit of the Spirit. Let's not go uh, walking after the things of the flesh and we get up in there on these holidays and and, and allowing our flesh to take over and getting angry with people and cutting people off and, and all these things. No, let's bear the fruit that God has given to us that he supplied to the church through the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. And we look at that and we find that in Acts chapter 2 in verse 38 and 39. He said, repent. We've got to repent, folks. we got to get those stones out of there. Get all that mess out of there so the ground can be loosened up and a good soil can be brought. And uh, uh, he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you, and you shall receive, not that you might, but you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, in verse 39, and unto everybody, everybody is offered this Holy Ghost. And then in Acts, uh, excuse me, not Acts, but in Galatians chapter 5, in verse 22 and 23, we see the fruit that is supposed to be born off of this tree. Folks, what are we going to do? What are we going to do this holiday? Let us bear the fruit that God is desiring for us to bear Amen, and I'm so glad that you have uh, come to join me today and be with me It has been such a uh, joy to bring the Word of God to you once again And so until we meet again uh, May God's whole Word just rule in your heart and rule down in your soul And let's go bear the fruit of the Holy Ghost this holiday season May the Lord bless you and keep you in Jesus' name